Okay, hello. We're finally recording with a camera that is not going to, we hope, be so frustrating to deal with. And we can record for a longer period of time. We got this Logitech C920, and so we're able to record directly onto the computer and not have to deal with 20-minute time cutoffs, and then it's not all janky and segmented yeah. and weird. So hopefully that will make for a smoother conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel so broken. So we can stay on track. Ideally, yes. That is the that is the hope. Um, the last time we had one of these chats, it started out with me saying, oh, what did what was it that we talked about? And I couldn't mm -hmm. remember, and I couldn't remember, and I didn't remember during the whole podcast until later I remembered that it was the mutual shared interest thing. We're going to get into that in a second, but I just wanted to mm. make that kind of that footnote to come back to that bookmark. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. And we tried bit. to, and we did, but the camera kept on <laughs> leading to many frustrations, and so we just said, you know what, forget this. We'll order this other one and just call it good. Um, we can talk about that a little bit, I guess, because we had gone to, well, I mentioned it right now, we had gone to Best Buy thinking, oh, it'll be super easy they'll have an answer for us yeah we'll, we'll just, just get a camcorder a we, just thought, yeah, camcorder. we thought we'd get a camcorder but we got talking to a guy and he was saying well you don't really want a camcorder because it can't there's multiple reasons but one of the reasons was that's all it does so even if you wanted to take pictures you're not going to be able to maybe that's not true with all camcorders but the ones that we were looking at in our price range and the resolution's really low yeah. with those unless you go into the higher brackets yeah like fifteen hundred a thousand dollars or more which is not what we were trying to spend at all and he says <coughs> excuse me something about um the autofocus it's just kind of locked in one spot with a camcorder yeah. and so if you want to do and we were explaining what we were doing with cards and he was like oh okay i, I make videos for uh toy reviews he action figures like really high-end ones one that he was showing us was like a three hundred dollar toy and uh so he needs those res the the uh, the focus point to be able to zoom in and, and such, and you just you just can't really get that with a camcorder. Mm -hmm. So we said okay, and we don't have fifteen hundred dollars to spend on a on the kind of camera that it seems that we would want to get. Yeah, so we were there for an hour or two. Yeah, an hour and a half, I think. Talking yeah. to this guy, and yeah. we decided we needed to do a little more research, so yeah. we went home and found this one for sixty dollars on Amazon. Yeah, it seems, work. <laughs> seems to be a good good answer for for the time being. Yeah. But we're gonna start out with um, something that a uh, a commenter, uh, I think Gustav had mentioned about uh, us talking about card arts that we like, mm -hmm. and I like that idea. But there are so many cards in Magic that I think um, trying to just come up with a, a top ten list is I. I'm not going to really be able to do that. It would take a very long time. I'd have to go through. And then even if I came up with a top 10 list, I'd probably go, oh, well, then there's this art and this art. So we're just going to start some of these videos with art that we like. We might find two or three, maybe five or so mm -hmm. that we want to talk about and just go, we like this and here's why. And so, yeah, why don't you start out with uh, your, your cards there that you've picked out? Oh, okay. And you actually have physical cards. I don't have physical cards yeah. of the ones I want to talk about. In my hand. Let's see yeah. how it does with um, autofocus. Yeah. So if you can um, put the card up. If not, we can just put it here. So there's this pattern of rebirth. I 
I wonder if you can see that. Seems like it's not too bad. Um, but I've never played with this card, and I don't play a format that has it in it, as far as I'm aware. Maybe Modern does, but I, I hardly play Modern. My Hardened Scales deck is total jank right now. Um, but I got this card because somebody at Time Traveler was buying a Modern Master, or a uh, Master's uh, 20... Ultimate Masters? Ultimate Masters? Yeah, that's Ultimate Masters. Oh yeah, UMA. Yeah. Um, they were opening a pack at Time Traveler at the counter, and they were just kind of going through and trying to find cards that were worth money, mm -hmm. and they decided that they didn't want this card, and they gave it to me. And I said, cool, I like Therese Nielsen, and this is a card by her. I like the style of hers because, I mean, maybe we'll just put up an image from the internet, I don't know. Yeah, we can do that, sure. Um, it's probably easier to see that way. Yeah, but I like how her art is fairly clean and almost like a collage. Yeah, um, but also you can tell that it's drawn. Mm -hmm. um, but well, it seems not very straightforward. I don't know like if it's traditional. Symbolism. You don't know. Maybe it's digital. Maybe I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I know she draws. Uh, I could see. It, I could see either way being true. Yeah, I'm not sure which this is. Maybe it's a mix of both. I, I think a lot of, well, some artists at least for magic, will do mixed. Yeah, Maybe start with a piece with and then go and then into a digital and tweak it or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Some don't. Some do just digital and others do strictly traditional. Like uh, um, one of my favorite artists, uh, Jesper Ursling. I don't know how to say his name. He, I think he's... He did Merfolk Trickster. Merfolk Trickster, Rescuer Sphinx from the latest oh, yeah, set. yeah, that's right. And uh, like Goblin Sultan, it's just a, a, a tutu, just a vanilla. It's a bear, but it's a goblin, a goblin bear, whatever. Goblin bear. Um, I really like his art. It has a kind of a comic book watercolor vibe to it. it hmm. His style lended itself to uh, Lorwyn very well. Although I don't know if he did. He did, I think, a few things for Lorwyn. Also Wayne Reynolds, which is a very different mm. style, who, who did Feather in the recent set it's kind of very sharp edges i like i like his style a lot hmm. um okay so i'll i'll mention my first card and i don't have uh one of these cards isn't even printed yet but i'll start i'll save that one for last i speaking of that artist uh yes for i really like bitter blossom i know there's a, a rebecca guai version and that one's great i like it but i i prefer uh, the Ultimate Masters one. I actually, I wrote a little story about that on my website. Um, I, I do that sometimes. I'll pick a card and write a story. And that was one I did. If you go to my website, I'll link that and you can check that out. But I like this art. I like the color palette, the, the, the blue and, and the purples. And I really like Magic's version, at least in the last 10-ish years since Lorwyn, of fairies. They're kind of insect-like um they seem more like tricksters, and often they are portrayed as tricksters and and rogues, and and I like that as opposed to the Tinker Bell or the um, I don't know what style you would call, but the 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 less mischievous and more almost like little angels. Like Tinker Bell, yeah. It's like, or like glitter, a doll like or like like an angel ate a whole lot of glitter and then farted and then this is the fairy that came up fairy. yeah yeah that's that's the, the feeling that i get with their they're kind of crystals you see them they're all just very flowery and, and probably in pastel color which i know you like no no not, not the ones i'm thinking oh, of okay. um but that that happens too kind of like an Anne frank vibe which i'm not 
not a fan. No, and I and I despise pastels. Okay, despise is a little strong, but I'm not a fan. I dislike, I dislike pastels. All right. Uh, uh, speaking of fairies, I like Rebecca Gway's fairies. That she, I think they were in Lorwyn Spellsetter Sprite. I'm pretty sure. And then there was oh, an yeah. Eminem promo that you had for a while. It was foil, and the fairy looks like it almost has leopard print legs. Is that the Spellsetter promo? I think it's Spellsetter Sprite. Okay. Yeah. Um, she did that one. I'm pretty sure. I could yeah. be wrong. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. It seems like her style. I could be wrong about that. We'll put it here, and we will find out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I'll just talk about Ajani yeah. from the most recent set. Yeah. I really like that one. It looks like different pieces of paper that were colored or painted, rather, and then cut out and then put together in a collage, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're holding so one right here. I am, but it's in one of these Dragon Shield sleeves. Which is going to make it really shiny. possible to see. So, uh, this is the... Japanese one, but the art is the same. I don't think when you do that, no. it helps, and it and it's very difficult to watch. I mean, it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Sorry. Well, so if you just kind of slowly turn it, sure, I'll let you do it. Just leave it there and let it focus. That that might work, but mm -hmm. I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. That so is. you do it. <laughs> I'm just showing. I don't think it's working. All right. So yeah, if you can see that at all, um, or maybe we'll just put it up here. Yeah, if, uh, if that's, as we're recording this, we're not sure how this is going to look in video form, and if it looks bad, we will just put a digital thing, we'll just embed it here on my yeah. face or something. But I really like this art because it seems like a, a contrast with the aesthetic and the message, because Ajani doesn't look happy at all, he looks very angry, yeah. but he looks like he could easily be in a fairy tale cartoon or book or something of the sort because of the color. Yeah, palette. yeah, he's usually, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not super familiar with his character, or the character of Ajani, or all the art that he's been represented in, but mm. usually when I think of him... His first version, even the Japanese version of him, he looks kind of serene and peaceful, and just like he's just kind of hanging out on the on the plains. This one, it's like you woke me up, you you pissed me off, yeah, and I, now I, I gotta do stuff. He looks super angry. The M nineteen yeah. Johnny um, planeswalker that's just white. Mm -hmm. um, it's the mythic from M oh, nineteen. Yeah, the, he looks pretty angry in that, but this he does. Yeah, he's just I think standing there and kind of. Roaring. Roaring? Roaring? <laughs> Ajani, the adversary of tyrants? Uh, I don't know. I'm not great with, with the names. I can picture it. Adversary of tyrants. pretty yeah. sure he looks like Oh, yeah, great. I guess he is kind of yeah. standing atop a, a plateau there. And, and so it looks yelling. like he's ready for battle in yeah. that one. And then in this set, mm -hmm. uh, it looks like he's just all... And I like how he's grabbing that at war. lazo tap. Mm -hmm. Whatever the zombie just just <laughs> dangling, <sighs> just charging along, yeah. dragging this dude. Yeah, it's like he's running to the goal with this football in hand. Mm. Um, the next card that I have here is an older card, but and it's it's not common to see two artists work on a card together. Mm. Uh, but this one is Johannes Voss and Jana Scrimner. I'm guessing they're both German. I'm not sure. I'm pretty Johannes sure Voss. Johannes is. We have some tokens yeah, of theirs, little sapperling. They're just adorable. Kind of They're like marching on along. this cherry blossom tree. Do you have those handy? Um, uh, I think it'd be better to get an image we can 
Oh yeah, show. well we can we'll try to find it's it. Pretty shiny. They're on these thick plastic cards. And yeah. They're glossy. Yeah, they're almost like a it's like a credit card thing. Yeah. Thick. Um, but this card, uh, is called Blind Zealot from the set New Phyrexia, and I just think that the art is is neat. I like the design of it. I, there's nothing spectacular. Uh, the colors are very vibrant, and it's just a it's just a neat looking card. Uh, what's your last card? Mm, that I already did three. I was going to talk about. You did two. You did Pattern of Rebirth and Ajani. And the Rebecca Glay one, though. The fairies. Oh, okay. But Kami of the Waning Moon, which is from. I don't know which Kamigawa. I think that's Champions set. with Kamigawa. I, I can see this. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to put an image of this up here. Mm -hmm. I like how clean it is. It seems like some of the Japanese art that I've, I've seen. Just in general, it seems like it's very much a cartoon, but it seems like there are a lot of symbols in this. I don't know exactly what this character is or what it does. I wasn't playing Magic when Kamigawa was current. Nor I. Um, but I like the this version of a spirit. I think it's very neat. It reminds me of Japanese culture. Yeah, that's they're neat. A lot of the arts, like uh, I think it's another Rebecca Guay, the Kami. Kami Haze. Oh, yeah, that you have like in your flowers. proper deck. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty neat. <laughs> that one's so creepy to me. It's creepy? Yeah, I don't know. It just looks strange, like this flower puking out other, like more <laughs> flowers. I don't know. And the last card that I have art-wise is uh, a new card from Modern Horizons, which hasn't come out yet as of the recording of this video, is uh, Sarah the Benevolent. And I have my... my introduction to magic was during the Urza Saga days. I think Urza Saga was out and I kind of got into magic right around the second set of that which was Urza's, Urza's legacy which is the, the hammer symbol. Mm. Um, and there's a card I think from Saga called Sarah the Benevolent and through some of the text on the cards you find out the, the, the lore, the, what the, the flavor text. They would say Things about Sarah. So Sarah has been in, or mentions of Sarah being an angel or the... the You'll see of, Sarah's angel. Yeah, Sarah or... this. Yeah, exactly. Sarah's angel, I think, has been around since Alpha and Beta. And that was like a the bomb back in the day. This 4-4 flyer with vigilance that just didn't tap when you attack. And then it's got lifelink, I think, as well. And it's just like, oh my god, what do I do about this? Uh, now we have things like Lyra, Lyra which is cost less and does more if she doesn't have vigilance. But oh darn! You can give her vigilance if you have yeah, Johnny out. Yeah, she that's what so she she's been doing is this deck. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, <laughs> drop a Johnny on turn four, or even sooner if you've got a land of War Elf. I thought we were going to talk about that later. We will, we will. <laughs> but I'm just saying that Lyra with with vigilance is a, a really horrible <laughs> thing to be against. Um, but yeah. When I saw that they had printed Sarah, the Benevolent, I was a little bit bummed that we're not going to see her in Standard. But somebody made a good point that I hadn't even thought about when I... It was uh, it was on the spoiled thread on Reddit mm -hmm. when it when it first got announced on the, the stream. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's no... Is there any chance that we're going to see a Sarah in Standard be Standard legal? I know this is all modern, but may, might we see a version? You know, mm -hmm. some there's many versions of Chandra and Jace and Ajani and so on. And somebody said, well, considering she's dead, it's not very likely. Hmm. And that was all they said, but then it made me realize, oh, standard is, it's like, it, it's that's the story of magic, where it's at currently. 
but all modern and other things. Those are sort of backstories and kind of prequels and here's side things. And they kind of do that with M, the, the core sets I think they're doing now with sort of, it's not mm -hmm. part of the main story that you're following these characters and where they're at. So if somebody's dead, they're not just going to show up in standard. It's like, wait, what? That wouldn't make sense because that is the, that's where magic is at story-wise and lore-wise. It's interesting because standard is the current yeah. format and it's, ever-changing there's this constant upheaval mm -hmm. and it being like that's an interesting parallel it having the current story mm -hmm. happening along with it whereas all the other formats are eternal or i don't know i guess eternal the i eternal yeah. is i think the wrong term that's what i've been calling it oh. but i think in eternal format maybe i got this backwards oh now i'm what i mean are are the sets that are already established but have cards from expansions in the past non-rotating yeah non-rotating yeah that's, that's somebody corrected okay. me yeah i think eternal are is legacy and vintage and i don't mm -hmm. know what makes them eternal exactly mm -hmm. but modern i don't think is an eternal format but it is not rotating hmm. i think it has to do with maybe the sets that are included or like maybe the band cards like maybe the band list is established for vintage and legacy i don't know I mean, well, we have no idea what we're talking about we're just kind of yeah clearly guessing yeah but um we're gonna look into that so i guess we can go ahead and, and move into the our decks and just talk about that a little bit and since we were yeah. on that point anyways yeah i mean i mentioned a johnny and lyra are in my current deck yeah um yes it's nasty when i have both of them out because i can give lyra a, uh, a plus one plus one counter. She has vigilance, mm -hmm. um, or I can gain life, which is just disastrous for mono red, yeah. which we experienced yesterday. Oh, yeah. I was just miles ahead of you. I mean, I, I think you may have beat me once, but yeah. Uh, but a couple games, she just went. Um, I have ramp, so I have like land of war elves, right? And, and then I have uh, explore creatures. So me getting lands is and not that a other at angel all. the. Um, Splendid. No, no, no. Um, wow. Uh, July. Yeah. Yeah. So you could get that out on turn three sometimes. Yeah, and then you can't I, burn me. I have to use two spells to get to rid, get of, rid her. of her. I mean, there's. I, yeah. I there are lava coils in the sideboard, but we usually don't sideboard against each other. We, sometimes we, we will. Yeah. Play a few games. I guess if we were going to do it, we would want to play a few games sideboard and a few games not. So we're not like oh, re sideboard and de sideboard. Yeah, um, but the whole reason why the deck is Abzan, those are the colors, is because of a Johnny. Mm -hmm. But also, I wanted to play Alinda the Dusk Rose. Yeah, that was your main reason, right? Well, for going Abzan rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. just Selesnya, yeah. Right. And then I played the deck last night at Standard, and I went oh three. That was with Alinda. With Alinda in yeah. it, and every time she showed up, it was just kind of a disappointment. Like I, I never found her useful. Mm -hmm. I thought I need more removal or I need to be faster and Something, she's just super slow. Yeah. She's a four drop and you pointed out four drop one one. Yeah, with lifelink it's kind of like wow. <laughs> this isn't this doing is anything. Really for me. underwhelming at this point. Yeah. So it didn't. So I've changed it a little bit since then and I think it's better. Um, yeah. Because you took out the Alindas for the Ajani's yeah, and it, when Ajani shows in. up, you're probably never disappointed. Even no. if he's by himself, it's just oh all Go from five loyalty to six yeah, and, and gain, gain three, three life. life. That's not a problem. Okay, fine. Yeah. And I do have Obnixilis in there. I think he might be more of a sideboard card. I'm not sure. But I also have the Explore Creatures, um, 
Branch Walker, Jade Light Ranger, mm -hmm. paired with Wild Growth Walker again. So it's kind of like my Golgari deck, which I had a lot of fun playing. Mm -hmm. But this is a little bit more life gain and uh, control focused. Yeah, and you've got that journey to eternity, yep. which is kind of a, a bit of deck tech that we've tried and you've tried mostly. Not we. I don't know why I say we, but I, I guess like because I've played the deck. <laughs> I mean, you'll do she'll do things like slap the journey to eternity on a an Jade explorer Light. creature, Jade Light, yeah. or a Branch Walker, and then kill it with Omnixilis. Draw two cards yeah. and then re-explore, gain three life. It's just yeah, or I stack just... the trigger. So it's like, oh, do I want to draw this from one of the two cards I'm about to draw from Omnixilis? Mm, not really. Okay, yeah. put that back and then draw these other two. It's just, well, Plus I have Raska Golgari Queen in this yeah. deck too, so I can sacrifice with her as well. Yeah. Um, and I run two of the journeys. I'm not sure if that's a good amount. It hasn't been a problem. Um, I don't think you'd want more than that. No. I think one or two is, is would be a good idea. Yeah. Because but, I mean, you want it to show up. Way. Yeah. There's not too many because I had considered just one. Yeah. But then I put more removals, m removal spells in there. Yeah, so. I think that's a good idea. Um, and I'm not playing Ravenous Chupacabra because I don't like that card. I mean, I'll, yeah, I, I think I think you have other things like you have Shalai and stuff that's really good, and especially with that journey to flip. Yeah. Like I killed, I used two spells yesterday to kill Alira. I was thinking it was like two lightning two. strikes, and she had a flip journey. And I was just thinking I, I got her I, back. I, yeah, she just came right back <laughs> a turn later. So, okay, this is this is this is done. Yeah. Um, in my deck is. I think it has potential it just i'll just say there's a reason it's nowhere and no form of it whatsoever is anywhere on the meta right now if you look at mpg goldfish and you look at the top 20 decks or whatever it shows even when you click view more there's no version of my deck on there nothing even close that's well, true of yours too but i think yeah there are pieces of your deck maybe there are a little bit of your deck no, I mean like the explore package, as they call oh, it. Oh, yeah. So th there's, there are larger chunks of yours, whereas yeah. mine, there just isn't. Yeah. Gideon is a card that's played elsewhere, but no one's doing Gideon with Danatha and then three copies of Blackblade Reforged in there. But I'll tell you what, when Blackblade shows up and then Danatha follows or vice versa and people's faces go, oh, <laughs> Ooh, this is going to get nasty fast. Yeah, she's a big problem yeah. with that. Vigilance, lifelink, first strike. It's and it's then if busy. you give her indestructible with Gideon, like yeah. if he's out there, yeah, what so are you doing with her? Poke, ow. <laughs> um, so I had been playing the mono white. I don't even know why they were calling it Azores. I guess because it technically was there was a couple of blue cards in the sideboard deck for a while, and I just I'm not a fan of aggro. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not. It's too linear and too boring for me. Yeah. It's just sort of either I win because I got a really good hand and I drew well enough for the next three turns. Yes, there is some there plays that can be better or worse, but those decks in my experience, and I'm sure more experienced people could tell me that I'm wrong on this for multiple reasons, but my feeling is that the aggro decks more than any other type, more than mid-range and control, Sort of play themselves. They you just you do. There, there are fewer lines of play. I'd say you just burn face or attack out, and you have either won within the first four or five turns, or you're probably not winning. If mm -hmm. the mid range deck or the control deck stabilizes, 
you might come back with cards like Experimental Frenzy or the new Chandra, maybe, but it, it's not super likely. Yeah, it's either you win quick or you don't. Or, yeah, or, or yeah, it just, your chances are very high, and then they drop off. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a mid-range deck, it's kind of this slow, 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 slow climb. Yeah, it's kind Whereas of with, back and forth, which I like a lot. Yeah, I'm just saying all three of them. So mid-range, or aggro is, is, is a quick drop-off, mm-hmm. whereas mid-range is a slow climb. Mm-hmm. And then control, it's it's hard. The first few turns are the hardest, but if you can get past, say, like five or six. Yeah, then then your chances of winning just go up and up and up after okay. that. I mean, once a Teferi sticks, or like I saw you playing against two Teferi's baby and big Teferi, it's just like, oh. Two is for control decks I, yesterday. That's that. You're, there's just so little chance of coming back from that. Yeah, it's weird. I can feel my opponent turning the corner yeah. when they're playing control yeah. more than maybe like when I'm against any other type of deck. Yeah, because even if you are playing like a mono red deck, the RDW decks that are out there, and you're down to five or six life, mm-hmm. and they have no cards in hand, you're like, oh, can I squeeze this out? It's, yeah. it's close. Oh, I, I gained some life. Okay, it's looking good. Oh, but they got two burn spells, and I'm down to one. Oh, I might be able to squeeze this out. It's, it's dicey. Yeah, but if you're playing against an opponent who has baby Teferi, big yeah. Teferi, plus a flipped search, yeah. like you're pretty much screwed at that point. Yeah, especially maybe. when you had, I think, one card and nothing on the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I had looked like, over and was like, why haven't you conceded? I, I wanted to just not I get it. give up. I get it, yeah. And I it was you, it was up. your second game, and you lost the first one I found out, so I'm like, hey, i got to play it out. I'm good, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I understand. Just hanging on to a thread. There's a chance. <laughs> There's a card in here that <laughs> fixes all of this chance. at once that can't be no, countered. And then I totally misplayed because we had been playing, and you told me, don't use Omnixilis to kill a control player's I, creature. I know I said I don't think it's a good idea and that you usually don't want to, but I don't know if I said never, ever do that. I try not to speak in absolute. Maybe I did. Maybe yeah. I did. But anyhow. What I got from what you were saying was because if you're, if you're a control player and somebody gives you card draw, then you're just going to say, yay, thank right, you. Right. But I didn't think about the why of that so much as mm. the what you were saying yeah and i was playing against somebody who had thief of sanity yeah and i didn't destroy thief of sanity with Omnixilis, even though i could have yeah and that was way more card advantage for my opponent than even though they're your cards but it is three of them well, yeah but they're taking my threats away right and they're dumping my library into my graveyard and yeah. they're playing my cards against me plus yeah. they still get to keep their creature right like that's it's yeah that's a card advantage. Yeah, in, in many ways, yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and play this this week if we can. Yeah. And, and tweak it yeah. more. So a little bit more about my deck. It's this, like I was saying, I am not a big fan of the aggro deck types, and so I've been trying for a while to make something that's Azorius. And for me, the feel of a deck is. I think I talked about this before. Like I was playing objectively worse cards. Given, given the meta and, and where things were at, like, um, um, you wouldn't play Vanguard? A, a Danto Vanguard, the one that shows a, the conquistador thing stabbing a dinosaur because I just can't stand that art. It's just so stupid to me. And so I was just like, I don't want this in my deck because I don't like looking at this card. <laughs> Whereas Danatha is the complete opposite. I think that's a, a, an amazing card. It, it just nails the art and the, and the flavor and I just like that card a lot mm-hmm. I like my Gideon I like the Black Blade 
I like dove in. And a big reason you put Black Blade in there is because you had Gideon. Yeah. Right? Isn't like you only recently added Danitha. But yeah, because it goes so well. Yeah. yeah. And I, I forget what my other three drop was, but I, 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 I want this idea of like magic cops and they're they're laying down the law and they're here to put in law and order. But I don't want to win through janky make your life miserable to fairy tactics emblems like that's just not fun for me or my opponents just i'm just gonna get this guy to stay and then i'll just remove all of your permanence and you just concede that's how i win here is, is you if is you giving up we talked about this in jujitsu terms we were talking about how the the teferi type deck is just like somebody oh. just grabbing you in a big bear hug if this yeah. isn't going to make a whole lot of sense to know somebody that's never rolled before but if those of you maybe that have actually ever been on the mat if you if you know what being in a grappling match is like just imagine instead of somebody actually trying to submit you going for a choke or an arm bar or some some sort of a leg lock or whatever a heel hook they're just holding you yeah. to some big person just holding you or like laying on you and yeah. then twirling around their entire body and just squishing you with their weight like and you just both yeah there's just, just no, nothing's happening you're, you're just you're just mushed. Like, you've just got junk in your face and you're like all right i guess i've got yeah. sweaty junk in my face yeah we've rolled <laughs> or stay. wrestled however you want it sparred for somebody that's never gone to a jujitsu gym and practice it's hard to kind of put it into a sense that makes a whole lot of sense but you're grappling with somebody and you're trying to get somebody into a submission but I'm 135 pounds wet, and I've had people that when I'm rolling with me are twice that weight, and they're in 300, 350 pounds, yeah. and so they just kind of lay on me. Yeah. Sort of, they're not trying oh, to bend my arm the wrong way. They're just mountains of people, and they're just sort of like, do something. And I go, I can't even breathe. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's you just what, tap out of frustration. Just like, I, I don't want this anymore. I, you, I'm done. you get it. I give up. <laughs> but they didn't get me in a compromise. They're not choking me. They're not bending my arm the way it's not supposed to go. Which it, it, So it just doesn't feel like anything really happened because nothing really did happen. And so that's what it feels like playing control, or at least some control decks. And it's just, it's not super exciting. It's just kind of... So Let's you don't see. want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it because I don't enjoy it, mm -hmm. and I don't enjoy playing against it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just. I'm not a huge fan of it. Like some people aren't. Like there are things that I'm a fan of, and some things that I'm not. Just like I'm not a big fan of aggro for the complete opposite reason. It's just sort of this. Let's see if it happens. I'm just gonna pull the the pull hold the trigger on my machine gun and hope I hit the target. Enough did. Yay! I won. Mm -hmm. Um. So I like my deck because usually if I lose, there's at least one or two things where I go, hmm, maybe I should have countered that spell as opposed to that spell, or uh, maybe I should have attacked that turn and gained the life, you know, even though I would have lost my creature. Hmm, that might have that might have done it for me. So would you say it helps you think? Yeah. Or it kind of like forces you to yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. So I like that a lot. And I like winning with damage. And when I win, it's because I've, I've smashed them with a... Sometimes it's a Thopter that is attacking for nine damage because I've got eight lands and I slapped a black blade on the Thopter. Sometimes it's Danitha. Sometimes it's Gideon. Yes, it's kind of annoying that I have to re-equip Gideon each turn, but for three mana and he's coming in for eight, it's worth it. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Can he give himself lifelink? No, link? he can't oh, okay. give himself any of that stuff. It says no. you may give up to one other creature, so... You can plus him and not do anything, but huh. you can't plus him and give himself those bonuses. I 
Yeah, the reason why I like to play mid-range is because you do have to think. And not just while the game is happening, but then also during sideboard. Yeah. Like, you have to really think, okay, do I want to be more control? Do I need more removal? Or how do I need this to go? Where uh, feels like I'm forced to think more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, that's... It, and also outside of the game as well, where with with red, <laughs> you don't have to take into a whole lot of considerations. Like the red deck wins what the meta is. A little oh, bit, but yeah. not a whole lot. It's it just is... what are the best bird spells? What are the most mana-efficient, damage-heavy spells that are in the game right now? Yeah. Like if Lightning Bolt was reprinted, there would be no consideration about what other creatures are. It's just, oh, I do an extra point of damage, one more than shock for the same amount of mana. Obviously, I'm putting that into my deck. It's not, oh, it answers this problem and this thing. It's just, oh, it's more damage for the same amount of mana. Yes, of course. Um, And I think that's why, I, I could be wrong, but I think that's why certain people will choose to play mono red or red deck wins, whatever you want to call it, Yeah. at the beginning of, or or say right after a new set has come out. Yeah, right around rotation. So they can just win. Or not rotation. Rotation was things go out, but yeah. I think when this... that works. Like, there was yeah. a guy who had come when Ravnica Allegiance had just been released. Mm-hmm. He came to Time Traveler, and he said that he hadn't been to a Magic event in years. Oh, right. And he right. was playing Mono Red, and he won 3-0. Yeah. I think he may have come back the following weekend and done... Maybe as well, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it was whenever it was well, the light up the stage had just come out because people was like, Red Deck Wins was just like, of course we're playing this card. Yeah, card. Oh, if I do Jeez. damage, I pay one and get two more of the things that, that helps me refill and solve the problem of running out of my hand things to play. Yeah. That's why the Chandra is so good. It's just plus one. That le- Chandra Torture Defiance from Kaladesh was amazing for that. It's just that she was single-handedly win you the game yeah and then if you emblem her was it her negative eight or nine you get an emblem and whenever you play a spell do five damage to any target but when i play two spells and you're dead yeah could probably have gotten you down to about 10 at this point that late in the game yeah you pull over it's probably over (laughs) yeah this one that's i mean it's it's nasty you get you plus her a few times you get in a card you just you plus her before you play a land. Oh, it's a land. Okay, I'll play that. If it's something else, I'll I'll shock you or play the whirly boy or whatever. You're playing a whirly girl. Somebody told us last night. He was calling his just chain whirler, goblin chain whirler, whirly girl. And he said whirly girl. And he said, yeah. On the German card, it's that this is a girl. I don't know. I don't know how he knows that or what references it. And I said, okay, whirly girl. <laughs> I think he said he heard about that on Reddit or something. I thought he said a German something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. You were talking to him. I was just hearing pieces, so I could be totally wrong. Yeah. But, um, whirly girl, whirly boy, I don't know. I mean, how can you tell with goblins? It's like dwarves. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Not when it comes to magic cards, at least, but, um, some, some cases it it can matter. Uh, (laughs) we were talking about, or I was mentioning, um, how building these decks and how that is definitely something that that we talk about and you know you'll ask me what do you you'll, I mean you'll send me a deck and say what do you think about this how does this look and, yeah and that brings me to the point that I had forgotten about at the beginning and of our last yeah. and I mentioned at the beginning of this and that is I will see if you can see this very, very well but I'll just show this here this is a little thing that I drew 
And so what this is, the idea here is that you've got yourself, the other person or vice versa, and then you as the relationship. Assume, this is assuming you're in a relationship. So for us, there's you as an individual, there's me as an individual, there's mm -hmm. the things that you are interested in and are concerned about and what are aware us? of, and then there's me, and then there's the, the, <laughs> the unit, the marriage. Yeah. I was talking to um, somebody from Time Traveler the other day about this, and he was saying that he and his wife were just talking about this thing and how you need that, like the, the things that you need mm -hmm. are different than the things that I need. Mm -hmm. You might be really thirsty. You might be dehydrated on a day <laughs> yeah. because you just worked out or went on a run, mm -hmm. and I might not be. So you need water, but I don't. Yeah, or, or you have your own interests. Like, you write, Yeah. and I don't write. Right. I mean, I'll write in a journal, but yeah. I'm not writing not stories. stories or yeah. anything of the like. Um, but I like to draw, and you don't really draw. Right. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll doodle some things, but... I mean, we both read and we talk about the books, um, which is cool. Yeah. I like that we have that interest too. But that's not something that we're both working on or that we really mm -hmm. do together. I mean, we might read the same book at the same time. We've done that a few times. Or one after the other. Yeah. But even that's not the same kind of project. I'd say the projects that we've had in our life would be the bike trip thing. Mm -hmm. um, we thought we were going to ride around the whole continental U.S. Yeah, on bicycles. All, all 50 states. And we went on a, how long was it? A hundred... Forty, hundred thirty like that. mile yeah. bike trip, and you were over it the second day. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't happen. Yeah, we realized because we were living in Seattle at the time, and it has taken us not living in Seattle to realize how amazing a city Seattle is. And when we were planning this bike trip, we just thought that it would be like biking around a giant Seattle, <laughs> and we quickly realized that most of the country is not like Seattle at all which is not even a little bit away, and so we learned that on that bike trip yeah though. exactly so we were outside of, of seattle and we went, oh so we're this is mostly what we're gonna see yeah we were in aberdeen huh in we, aberdeen we biked took the ferry across to the peninsula and then biked along yeah. the 101 along the coast to aberdeen yeah i think we didn't we made it to like kalalak or something yeah. And then we took the bus, the bus to yeah. Aberdeen, and oh. we were just hanging out, looking around, going, we don't want to be stuck on bicycles. In a place like this. Place yeah, like we this. passed by a, uh, a, a newish-looking, I think it was like a Mustang, maybe. This is like five oh. years ago. Oh, yeah, and it was completely bashed in and had spray-painted on it and across the hood and leaking onto the windshield. It just said, bitch. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. It seemed like somebody maybe had cheated on somebody or something had happened. But anyways, my point here is that bike trip was a mutual thing that we were both working on. We yeah, talked about our yes. bikes and, and, you know, there's this project. Mm -hmm. um, it was guns, but that was a, definitely was more, more my you thing. Like to trade. Yeah, I, I would buy and sell firearms for a while when it was kind of the Wild West in, in Washington, which they changed the law for the better. You have to have a permits and you have to go through the proper channels now before it was just like craigslist like selling couch like you want a couch here's 20 bucks oh, oh thanks you didn't used to have to register yeah them, you didn't have to do, do anything it was just yeah. here's 30 dollars and and a bag of chips oh hot dog i now have a, a glock <laughs> not for 30 dollars it was we got to try out a fair few firearms and that was yeah. fun we'd go to the range and you taught me how to shoot yep you hadn't shot anything other like you had shot, shot once BB or something guns a bb gun when yeah. i was a kid um, my dad yeah, yeah. 
and we owned guns for a while. This is getting way off the topic of magic, but we're going to bring it around. But then we (laughs) sold them because I was feeling uncomfortable with them in the house. Like, I was getting anxiety. I was legitimately fearing that I was going to commit suicide for some very odd... I don't know where the thought was, but once it was there, I felt like I couldn't get it out of my head, and it was scaring me. So I thought, we just need to get rid of these things, and we did. And that Mm -hmm. anxiety evaporated. Yeah. Um, So that at least is worth the removal of them from our home mm-hmm. uh but then it was jujitsu and that was definitely a mutual thing it started out with me but yeah. then you we both got into it and i think it was really good for our self-esteem and ego in massive ways yeah it helped make us stronger more confident it's um, interesting yeah go ahead i or, just thought it or me something. anyway and and it also pushed me to try something new that i may not otherwise have tried like we both went to a tournament Mm -hmm. and when i went into it i wasn't i honestly wasn't nervous i was just like all right i'll see how this goes Mm -hmm. and when i went out there i got my i got destroyed by this one gal and i didn't realize how heavy i am Mm. (laughs) until i had somebody my weight on top of me and i was just i don't think most people understand how weight works unless you're under somebody that knows how to press their weight yeah so when somebody is seeing somebody like uh khabib on mm. top of somebody like why doesn't he just get up it's like yeah you have <laughs> no idea what you are talking about yeah. it's imagine dead weight but intentional dead weight in all of the right spots and they're in putting them yeah. in exactly like the, the chest, places you where you, breathe, you try and like move and they're neck. just i mean this person has been wrestling since they were it was a little boy and he knows exactly no, he, yeah, yeah, Khabib, who is undefeated UFC champion at the lightweight division right now, and just a mauler. He, he, it, once he gets his hands on you and takes you to, to the ground, you're, you're done. You're not getting back up. I yeah. mean, so that definitely going to jujitsu and being a part of that mm-hmm. like opened our eyes to that sort of thing, and it helped us appreciate and me appreciate the ground game. Yeah, yeah. and I think it probably helps. I would imagine. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I know, I know this is true for me, but it helped my confidence massively. Oh yeah, massively. Yeah, like I know how to choke somebody out now. Yeah, which like is cool. you're probably less intimidated by the world at large now that you know. I I have a few things. You, yes, yeah. you have 15 years more before you wanted to be a black belt if you wanted to be, but. Sure you have 100% more than 99% of the planet at this point. Most people haven't even gone into a jiu-jitsu gym. And so if you were into, if you were to get into some sort of skirfuffle, you would actually know some how to do something. And they'd yeah. just be like, what's happening? Oh, I'm, I'm choked out right now. Or I just got triangled. What the, what the hell? Um, where I was going to go with that, and what, something that I thought of, is that w- before you and I were at the gym that we were at in Seattle, I went, I was at one. And I was just submitted repeatedly, leg lock, arm bar, choke, just 15 different ways in a matter of five minutes or so, just whatever the guy wanted to do. And I went into the staircase there and cried because my ego had just been utterly obliterated. It's like, you thought you could defend yourself. You can't do anything (laughs) against somebody that is even remotely competent. I mean, I don't know where that guy was in terms of belt. I don't know if he was a black belt. It doesn't doesn't matter. As far as I was concerned, he was at 20th degree ninja black belt i mean just obliterated me and um that was really good for me because that after that point i was like okay i have a lot to learn here so either i just give up or i i see that 
I'm at the complete bottom of the, 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 the stairwell here, which I actually was physically at the bottom of the stairwell. So I start climbing or I stay here and continue to cry, like choose one. Yeah. And um, I chose to stick with it and keep on trying. And I didn't stay at that gym because of other reasons, not, not pertaining to that incident at all, but uh, went to a different gym and, and I'm glad that I did. But what I was gonna say is that doesn't happen, interestingly enough, with magic. What doesn't? I don't think what somebody doesn't? getting their ego so obliterated, like do you think somebody gets played where they just go, wow, I need to examine my life. Well, I would say that I've been in that position. Maybe it's hmm. not the way that you mean, but... I'm just uh, thinking of some individuals that we have played where they get tilted to the extreme mm -hmm. and they don't seem to have... Like, that happens again and again and again and again and again and again. There are mm -hmm. a few individuals that I can think of that yeah. come to my mind. And they don't seem to ever have that self-examination moment like, oh... Do I like feeling this way? Maybe they do. Maybe they do like the feeling that negative emotion. I don't know. Maybe. The, I think with anything, it's really whether or not you choose to learn from the thing. And I think that some people just get kind of stuck in a habit and they just go and go and go and go. And they don't think about it. They just kind of go through the motions. You had said just a minute ago, you said that kind of happened to you. What did you mean by that? Um, that being like the ego being e smushed. I mean, there are a bunch of different pieces to that, uh, what I was thinking of at the time. And part of what came to mind when you were saying, well, that doesn't really happen with magic is mm. I feel like that has happened with me. And it's not just the game itself and playing the game, mm -hmm. but also um, interacting with people. Mm like my opponents or other people that go to the game shop, I feel like I have seen myself behave in certain ways and, and tried to reflect on those and behave in different ways in the future. I've exercised different pieces of my personality. I've seen what things do work and what things don't work. And I know you can get those experiences from having you know just a regular friendship or being a part of a club and I guess magic is kind of part of a club or they're being a part of a club it's a community for sure yeah um yeah. so it's kind of like a playground for me to test myself out and I had thought before playing magic that magic was way too complex of a game like there's no way that I could learn it only I thought that only people who were very very smart like mm. had very high IQs could play I see. magic and so I was intimidated by it but that's also the reason why I wanted to learn how mm. and I know I'm not the greatest magic player but I've learned a lot and I'm oh yeah that has boosted my confidence in myself and yeah. helped me realize that I do have something more than I thought I did yeah oh god yeah I, I mean the playing you a year ago when we were in Maine or a little bit shy a year ago I'd say maybe even I mean, once we got here, you were kind of taking it more serious. But in Maine, it, it was just like it, it just wasn't really even competitive at all. No, you I just didn't like wouldn't attack with your game. creatures. You didn't use removal. Like you just kind of hold it back. Like oh, I might need it for a rainy day. Like okay, well, it's raining right now. Yeah. yeah but it might get rainier. And yeah. That's okay. Like it, this is killing you right now. And that was a, a sign that I had difficulty making decisions yeah and this has helped me playing this game has helped me force myself to make decisions yeah yeah um but also when i was playing 
Magic last night, I was thinking how poorly I was playing my deck and how other people, mm. my opponents, were telling me, oh, you could have done this, or you should have done this, or how why don't you have this card in here? Mm. And I was thinking, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm. And so uh, having those interactions, too, helps me realize there's a lot I have to learn still. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that yeah. <laughs> about the game. But at least I would have helped with maybe even one of those you had a reason you go as opposed to like I hadn't thought of that I hadn't thought of that I hadn't thought of that I would imagine with even yeah. one of those you go well I did think of that but I did this instead whereas maybe a year ago you might have been like I hadn't thought of any of those things yeah that's true I mean one of the examples was playing Liliana the Dreadhorde General, the Dreadhorde General it's like well she's $30 said, yeah that's way too expensive yeah. so that's why I had Obnixilis yeah which is a white Why don't you awesome have version? the most expensive cards that are out right now that do the best things? Mm. Well, there's that first Working part. On it. That that thirty dollars <laughs> price tag is restrictive. Yeah. Um. But back to this whole us and you and me thing. Yeah. Having magic and having this thing that we talk about has been this anchor point and given this us this thing as we've been in this kind of state of upheaval for the last year and a half ever since we left Seattle and are now about to come full circle and go back to Seattle uh, but having this game has been a massive boon for many reasons yeah it's, it was interesting because our early relationship we had a lot of problems like just a lot of conflict I would say we were both in very different places yeah I was just kind of figuring yeah. out how to talk to each other I'd say a lot yeah. of them stemmed from communication and just how do how do you talk to me? I don't know. How do I talk to you? And how do we support each other yeah. and work with our different personalities? Yeah. And having magic as a playground again mm -hmm. has allowed us to find new ways to interact with each other or to be a little bit more generous. Yeah. Or to be more compassionate, I guess, or I mean, patient. Yeah, we've definitely sure. learned a few things. Like I've it's been a place for me to try and be less critical of you and more complimentary. And, and congratulatory of things and that's this has definitely been a, a, a place where I've been practicing that more than other places it's very it's 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 a lot easier for me to find examples in your gameplay than just kind of in daily life like oh you wash those dishes really well good job it's like okay but if you make a play that I go oh wow that surprised me or like that was really smart that you did that I that's it's still hard for me to pay any sort of compliment at all but it's easier to find moments to compliment in magic as opposed to just out and about in life mm -hmm. and so it's 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 kind of like people say that practice jujitsu that jujitsu is life and they don't mean it, it has multiple meanings but when i had first heard that i thought oh they mean like this is all they do and all they even think about it's like that uh, that could be part of it but it's not exactly that it's it's when you're on the mat that's all that matters right then and if you just are completely in the moment and are focused on just that thing there's a lot of lessons to be learned that you can take outside and it's hard to put those things into word into in, into words and in the amount of time that i want to spend on jujitsu considering this isn't a jujitsu podcast but um magic in the same way you could say magic is life and it's it people that play magic and go that that, that have that introspective look they can they would know what you meant by that, I, I, I think. I, if I said that, you would know what I meant. They could like, at yeah. least interpret it in, in a, one of a million ways. Yes, they could certainly do that. <laughs> um, but I think magic is different things for different people. 
I have another point on here, and I don't. Huh? Thunderstorms. It's thundering, yeah. We're at we're almost at an hour, so maybe. Are we really? Yeah, it's been fifty-two minutes. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um. But my last point here, I'm not really sure. There's no real good way to segue into this from what we were talking about, but it is something that I wanted to mention because it had come up in my mind and had made me go, huh, that's really interesting. And what I have written down here is uh, representation. And that is something that has come up in the world of magic in regards to um, having different characters with different ethnicities and uh, orient sexual orientations represented. And I hadn't thought about how or why that mattered hmm. until I saw Black Panther and then recently in game. And when I saw Black Panther, the very first thing I saw when I thought when I saw it was, oh, this is a really cool movie. Like that, that was my first thought leaving the theater. Mm -hmm. And then also another thought that I had connected to that movie was just how <laughs> good uh, Michael B. Jordan looked as, as Killmonger. And <laughs> That was inspir like that motivated me to try and gain weight and get mm -hmm. bigger. I mean, I'm I'm fairly scrawny as it is, but I was like 15 pounds lighter a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and seeing a movie like that definitely gave me like okay, I like the, the male physique can look better than the way mine looks right now, and it's not. My point is that that was motivation seeing that some individual sense. do this. Was it also because he was much smaller, like? Wasn't he in Creed and he was a lot smaller? Or like he was in. Uh, I mean, he was in The Wire. The and he Wire, was and like, he was like 14. Yeah, he was a hell of a lot smaller there. But he was smaller. But he gained in, a lot of weight for that movie. Yeah, didn't a he? ton. Like 30 pounds, I think, from where yeah. he's at. In Creed, he's he's ripped, but it's. I mean, he's got more of a boxer's physique, so he's, he's leaner and he's not just this hulking kind of monster of a guy as mm -hmm. he is with Killmonger. Mm -hmm. But. Then I saw, where I'm going with this, is that I saw little kids, b black children, dressing up with, with Black Panther masks around Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's really cool that they have this character that they can go, yes, that, that's kind of my hero. Mm -hmm. And, and, it, and it's, it's, very, it's easier to do that if that character looks like you. Yeah. And that had never occurred to me because most heroes are white. It was just and sort of a given. Males. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. why having strong females, like I really like the character Vivian. Yeah, yeah. In in magic, I right. like how strong she is as a planeswalker, but also I like what she does. I mean, I like what she's about. She seems like she's very feminine and she likes to bring forth new life. Mm -hmm. Um so it's cool to have her and she looks cool too. Yeah. <laughs> <Doesn't> um <hurt. laughs> And then the most recent Marvel movie, the Endgame movie, yeah. which there's, if you haven't seen it, this is a very minor spoiler, it's not a huge one, but there's a scene where a group of women are are all on screen at once, and so... And they're kind of like banding together, they're jumping yeah. into screen. Yeah, and um, when I first saw that, I kind of was like, oh, that seems a little heavy-handed, it seemed kind of obvious, but then the second time I saw it, and the third time, because I've seen it three times now, it didn't bother me in the least. I thought... That's actually good that they did that. Maybe it's not the best way. Maybe it could have been handled yeah. better. Who knows? But who gives a crap? Here is a bunch of women on screen, and they're, they they all look different. They're not all just like, okay, cookie cutter soldier, one, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. You've got various ones. There's different ethnicities here. Mm -hmm. Some of them aren't even human. Like, Mantis is up there, and like, whatever the hell she is. 
Um, and she, I think it's an Asian actress that plays her. And mm-hmm. she does look slightly Asian, but she also has antennas or antennae, whatever. But as a little girl, I thought, there are probably girls, little girls, that are watching this. Okay. Uh, not as a, as a little girl. <laughs> my heart just swoon. No. <laughs> um, I imagine there's little girls that were like, yay, and we're happy to see that. And that's cool that they, that, that they get to do that. And what really locked this all into place for me was the character of Captain America. And, like, I've just completely fallen in, in love with that character recently. And the motivation that I got from Killmonger kind of waned. Mm-hmm. But with Captain America, it has not. It's only been growing since... I, I understand that this movie has just come out, but it feels more lasting. And I thought, I think that's because he's white. And it's for easier for me to identify with him. And that makes sense. So, yes, other people need their heroes as well. Damn right they do. Because if you can't identify with somebody and you don't have somebody to kind of be your guiding star in a way, like as long as they have honorable characteristics and they do good, and they do that in different ways. I know Killmonger was a bad guy, but Black Panther's not. He's not a bad guy at all. Neither is Falcon. He's not a bad guy. Neither is Scarlet Witch or Black Widow or uh, um, uh, Shuri or um, Rocket Raccoon, if you're a raccoon. Um, who else? There's, there's, um, I mean, there, there's a pretty wide breadth of characters in the Marvel Universe and, and definitely much wider in the Magic Universe. And so I understand why having various representation is is it's it's definitely important the one thing that i don't like is when representation happens just for the sake of representation like mm-hmm. i'll tell you i'll just end on this and i want to get your take on this i know i've just been eating up screen time here but i heard one person somebody that has written and is an author say you know i really want to write a story that has a trans character in it and that bothered me because it seemed like they were trying to capitalize on a particular market just to make money from it. And I thought, what wouldn't bother me? And I thought, what wouldn't bother me and what I would be totally on board with if you just tweak that sentence a little bit. But that, the, the, the way that sentence was worded told me where your priorities lie. It was with making money and just going, I want to put a trans character in a story as opposed to... I had an idea about a trans character that I'm really excited to write. That's entirely different. One is, I want to make money because this thing is a hot button issue right now. And the other one is, I don't care about where the money is. This is a story that needs to be written for this character. One's legitimate and good, and I'm, hell yes, do it. And the other one is, hmm, that seems kind of slimy to me, and I'm not a big fan of it. And maybe they just worded that poorly. Maybe, maybe so. But... Sometimes the way we speak uh, can give hints to what our, where our true motives lie. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That was a Del rant for you. That's all you have to say after all that? It's, the thing mm-hmm. about you ranting is you'll go up and down and around yeah, like and you won't true. let me interject. So you'll touch on various points and then I just have to wait. I'm sorry. I, I want. Like, we've talked about that. If you had things you wanted to, I wish you would have jumped in. I have to get better at it. Go. 
make it clear that you want to get in there. Or Shakespeare me. We came up with this thing some time ago where if I'm going on and on and on, if she just says the word Shakespeare, it shuts me up as like within a sentence. And that came about because Shakespeare is the one that wrote essence or brevity is the essence of wit. <laughs> so when she says that, it basically means keep it brief, like wrap, wrap it up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about that other than it seems like... I mean, you mentioned something about the, Vivian Reed. Do you have anybody else that... I don't know. That's why I've been starting to read more comic comics with women in them. Okay. Or that's why I got Witchblade. That's why I got Lumberjanes, whatever that is. Yeah. Which is fine. It seems fine. Um, it's part of the reason why I like Sandman. Mm. Uh, so much and I've been enjoying it it's because there are a lot of different representations of mm. different sexes and even in the most recent it's the story of you that I just finished today okay um there there's a trans person in there okay and it makes sense with the, with the story yeah and that's when it makes sense with the story it, it can be done so wonderfully and beautifully yeah, and you can but feel then, it. yes exactly exactly that's that's a perfect way to say it but then when it's just shoved in there it's like oh we should just make this character gay because, like, the scene in Captain America, or not in Captain, in Endgame, in, in where they're at the, I don't know, the spoilers, like, if you weren't expecting Endgame spoilers, sorry, but it's been out for a week now, like, these are very minor things, but there's a scene where, or it's been, I guess, a couple weeks now, so if you haven't seen it and you're like, ah, I didn't go see it, it. Yeah, go <laughs> see it, stop waiting around, like, you, you, um, there's a scene where there's a support group and a guy is talking. He's, it's actually one of the directors, uh, Joe Russo, I think. And he's saying how he went out on a date. And just real briefly, he says, you know, I started crying when the salad came or when he started crying when the salad came. Yeah. And then Captain America goes and or somebody else asks. It was somebody else. He goes, and when did you start crying? He says, uh, it was around dessert or something yeah. like that. And apparently that's the first officially gay character in the Marvel Universe right now. And I guess there's a, a hero oh. coming out that's going to be... It's huh. gonna be gay. That's and, surprising. I mean, in the movies. Oh. Just okay. in the movies, oh, yeah. Okay. No, there's definitely characters in, in the in oh. the comics that are gay for sure. Um, but that felt so just normal and natural. It wasn't like just shoved in your face. Like yes, and like in, I'm gay. What's that? Uh, I want to see Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect. There's that a, one character. character. It's just says, I'm gay, and my husband is at home, and he is waiting for me. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> what? There's just there's just times where it's so heavy handed. You're just kind of going, I see what you're doing here, and you're doing it very poorly. It's not, yeah, it's not the worst thing you could do, but yeah, yeah. Um, and you know when things are new and subjects are recent, like trans issues, that it's you're you're bound to get things wrong, and people are gonna screw things up, and that's okay. You got to try things out. That's totally fine. What I'm against is when you can tell and you just get this icky feeling like a boardroom of fat cats smoking cigars. We're like, mm, you know what's going to make us a lot of money? Gay things and, and trans people. So give her some purple hair and, and, and say that she's a boy or was a boy. <laughs> That'll get us some likes on the on the, on the, the MeTubes and the Boobadoos and the Twitters and they'll like that. <laughs> Watch our stock prices go up. <laughs> We're so smart. It's like, no, you're not. And I can see exactly what you're doing. And you did it really badly. So how did you go fuck yourself? Oof. I don't know. Oof. Another Dill rant. Um, but as for representation, you just found out that Ral is gay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, and oh, that's another character that I have in my deck. Not Rao, but Tomic. His boyfriend. His boy, lover yeah, man. Yeah. I had no Husband? idea. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't read the book. I don't know. I, I, don't, I didn't realize that was in the book. I didn't. Which, okay, that's cool. That's fine. I don't, I don't have any problems with that at all. No, it's just neat yeah. that Wizards is uh, acknowledging that sort of thing. Yeah, and absolutely. It was also neat to see Autumn Burchett win. Yeah. I mean, that was a new thing, too. That's very like, cool. Um, and that seemed to be a big focus for them while they were playing and, and a reason why they wanted to play and be a part of a larger tournament and to do well. And I can understand that from like a, not from a personal level, but from a, a spectator's level of mm -hmm. if you are the only, as far as I know, one mm -hmm. that's trans that is at that level, mm -hmm. certainly Autumn was the only one that was in the, I mean, they were the only one that was at, in the top eight or probably... I don't know at which point. There was probably some other trans person when it was day one, when it was mm -hmm. a huge field of people. But once it got to the top 16, or even 32, maybe even 64, or 100 or something, Autumn was probably the only one, or one of maybe two. There's a good chance of that. <clears throat> and certainly once they got to the top eight, definitely guaranteed the only one, yeah. at least, at least that, w that we know of. And so when you are at that level, and you're the only one that has made it to this level, you have a huge amount of, I can imagine, again, like I say, I'm saying this from a spectator's position, yeah. a huge amount of pressure on you to do well and mm -hmm. be a, I don't know if a spokesperson, but a, 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 a good, rep yeah, a, yeah, exactly, a good representation of, it's not like you're speaking for your people, but it's, if somebody finds out, and it's obvious that I'm trans, and I'm clear about that, I want to be kind and gregacious and nice and not a jerk so that somebody, potentially somebody's first exposure, it may be, it seems less likely now than ever before, but possibly of somebody trans that's playing magic is just a big tool. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that. So there's a lot of pressure and I don't want to get tilted and I, I want to just be calm and play the best that I can. I also don't want to lose and be like, nah, yeah, look, they can't even play magic. It's like, well, actually I can. I'd probably wipe the floor with with anything that I play with wipe your whatever floors and things are getting wiped and people are playing magic <laughs> I hope that made sense well yeah I don't know there's a lot to magic I'm curious besides Vivian mm -hmm. are there any characters in um, uh, anything either comics or uh, movies, maybe the Marvel Universe that have uh, stood out to you as that speak to you. Not, I'm not asking you to speak like for all the women out there, but for you. You said you like Vivian. Are there other characters? I think you Vraska, obviously. I mean, I, I do like of. Vraska. I, I think a big reason why I do like her is because she is kind of regal. Mm -hmm. I mean, she seems very powerful. Yeah. Um, and she seems like she has a lot of confidence, like she knows exactly what she's doing, and yeah, she's making sacrifices, but she's doing it for a, a bigger purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that. I don't know, there are various characters that I like. Uh, I wrote down a list of like heroes that I could try and emulate. What about a character from a movie that I said is my top? Oh, Furiosa? Yeah. Well, I like her. Okay. Um, one thing that was a little bit off-putting about her in the movie was just that she is maybe a little too stoic 
Hmm. I don't know. Or I wish that I could have gotten to know her character a little bit more because she seemed more like a tool mm. in the movie, which I guess she kind of was um, to get things moving. But they went to the green place mm. and then she had this moment in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. And then the, I, I guess that was her accepting that this is how reality is and she can't really go home. Yeah. So she has to make home where she wants and then they end up going back. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> well, that's four years now so if you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road I don't know what you're doing with your life yeah. because it's maybe the best movie that I've ever seen I like how confident she is yeah. and I like that a female with a shaved head who is also attractive is represented in this movie I guess she's an amputee too so that's cool yeah. um, I don't know I'm still searching for more positive female role models is there anyone that you can think of that if you could like be that person for a day, just kind of step into their universe and just kind of dump your consciousness into into that role, if that makes any damn sense, for 24 hours, is there anyone that you would want to just try on for a day? I mean, there are a lot, but there are a lot of reasons why I would want to do them and a lot of different reasons. Like, mm. I would like to be death in Sandman Mm. universe. Mm. I like how she's kind of playful and she doesn't take things too seriously, but she also gets to understand death because she is death. And and death's a curious thing to me. Um, But, yeah, I like that character. Uh, As far as real people go, I really admire Natalie Portman Mm. as an actress and as a person because even though she has all this money from acting, or I would assume she has a fair amount of money from all the acting that she's done, um, she also chose to go to college and to get a a degree. Um, She went to Harvard, I believe. Mm. Harvard or Stanford. Masters? I think she got a master's. And... I thought that was admirable because she was still acting at the time. Yeah, whenever I find out that somebody that has done well, like James Franco, I think, has gone to school, and the lead singer of Bad Religion has a doctorate, it's like, oh, okay, cool, Yeah. right on. Yeah, just, you know, people that want to better themselves. Yeah. I like that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. I was just wondering, uh, Um, or... Or like Lisbeth Salander. I think she's an interesting oh, character, yeah. though she's a little bit vicious. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's got some good reasons to be a little vindictive. Yeah, but like it's not unsurprising. Yeah. That's I, not surprising. It is unsurprising. I feel like I would understand her character, but I want to see her take on things. Hmm. So. Yeah, there was that latest uh, Elizabeth Salander movie, and I don't think it got the greatest reviews. I really wish that they did another one with Numi Rapaz and... Daniel Craig. I liked that version a lot. And David Finch. thought they did a really good job. I thought they were going to do more, but they didn't. Um, okay. I guess we can leave this off here. And uh, back, bring this full circle, Gustav had also mentioned that he wanted to know what's in these jars back here. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to tell you what's in those jars. I want I'm you to guess. Sure they're in... Oh, wait, no, that's on Reddit. Never mind. I was going to say they're in a comment. Oh, maybe. Where? Somebody said on Reddit or guessed? It was when you gifted me those Vraska Master 
Oh, the Master Mythic Piece Edition version? or Masterpiece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Of Rask of Golgari Queen, yeah, uh-huh. and I took a picture of them and then put it on Imager and then posted that to Reddit, and everybody was sharing their gifts. Oh, okay, okay. For Christmas, I think. Okay. And those were behind me, and somebody was asking what's in the jars. I see. Okay, so we want to hear, or I want to hear, what we'll 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 mention it in one of these upcoming videos. But I'm curious what people think is in the jars. Science experiment. Yeah. Kind of. Brains. Kind of. My missing body parts. Oh, I'm, I'm not missing any. Um, and if you have anything else that you'd like us to talk about, then by all means, let us know. If there are questions that you have as either a single person or a married couple or just a, a, a human being on planet Earth and you have questions about our take on your, your thoughts, let us know. Sure. Yeah. That works. Yeah. All right. Goodbye.